0: Hello and welcome to the January 29th, 2019 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. One day after recording my last one, it is awesome to have everybody here with me and of course it is always amazing and wonderful to be out there with you as well. I am so glad that I've had this opportunity to record two days in a row. Um, No special occasion, just simply have a little bit of a break in between my job responsibilities, and what better way than to use my time than to talk to my family out there. Now, I don't necessarily have a true agenda for this particular podcast, but believe me, Mr. Joe is never at a loss for words, so I am sure that we will find something to speak about. As a matter of fact, what has transpired in the last 24 hours, um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind ultimately end result has been of course a good outcome very very different than what Mr. Joe perceived things were going to be as always I was completely wrong and I suffered and I stressed and I and I complained and I thought the worst for the last couple of days specifically in regards to my heat and ultimately what it comes down to and don't get me wrong the path to the solution was certainly not a stress-free event I mean it really really pushed me to my limit uh, based on how everything rolled out but ultimately what went on is my father-in-law had uh, recommended a electrician to come over to the house and test things out and as we're working on finding whether or not one particular wire is dead, it just so happens that this particular electrician's number one, um, I guess you could call it hobby or trade, happened to be boilers. So I could not have lucked out anymore considering the fact that not only did I have an electric problem but I had a boiler issue or at least I thought I had a boiler issue and it was not an electrical problem. When we got up to the electrical problem, I was completely convinced that the boiler man was a dummy, and Mr. Joe was wrong. I was actually wrong. Um, I got the same results from the electrician that I got from the boiler man. However, Mr. Joe's bipolar mind went into full throttle when this gentleman told me that I was going to have to run an entire new line through my house and possibly put um, them through walls and cause a little bit of damage. I said, Oh, good God, I got to figure this out. So I thought about where the line might've run from or to, And all of a sudden, a light bulb went off. And I said, Phil, that was his name. I said, come upstairs. I got to show you something. I think there's wiring in my attic, which is where we store all our decorations. I could be wrong because I know there's dead wires in there, but You know, if there's dead ones in there, maybe there's a live one in there, and we've gotten lucky enough where we found the source of the problem. So we open up the attic, and lo and behold, there's a light switch. And that light switch controlled the power and electricity current to the thermostat. Why was the light switch turned off? Well, my wonderful... Mr. Joe's bipolar, well, Mr. Bipolar Joe's wife, I was ready to call my wife bipolar, which she is not. My wonderful wife decided last time when she put some decorations away that she was going to flip the light switch on and off with the hopes that it actually was a light somewhere in that attic. Well, it was not. And essentially what my wife did was she cut the power and nobody had any clue what was going on. Uh, she felt horrible about it. But of course, listen, she didn't know. How was she to know? It really doesn't matter. The good news is, and the the, the end result is this. Everything's fine. It's fixed. And as usual, Mr. Joe, you know, stressed out about relatively nothing. Um, ultimately, this gentleman was supposed to be at my house by 6 o'clock. And he didn't show up until 9.30. So you could only imagine what kind of a wackadoo Mr. Joe must have looked like pacing back and forth throughout my home, looking out windows, um, putting on my security cameras. I mean, literally like a like like just sitting there waiting for this man for three and a half hours to arrive, Um, you know, and and listen, I wish he would have got there sooner because I think that would have took a lot of stress off of Mr. Joe. But ultimately, again, it all worked out. Now, what I want to say is that before any of this even transpired, of course, Mr. Joe was not in the best place when it came to stress management for the last few days. And there is nothing worse than having someone or something add to your stress unnecessarily, and we've spoken about her before, and I'm going to speak about her now, my ex-witch, because it's it's amazing, and I, and I have to wonder, it's almost like this psychopathic woman has superpowers in the sense where she must know when Mr. Joe is stressed out, regardless of the fact that we don't even speak anymore, it's almost like she puts her mind to the test of figuring out what day of the week must be Mr. Joe's most stressful day. And let's face it for many of us, it's Monday, you know, getting back to work after a weekend and all that stuff. So what happens is I get a text as soon as I walk in my home and it's from the ex witch, and it says something along the lines of, and I'm not going to read them, um, quote, a quote, because I'm afraid that if I if I switch my apps from my recording device right now, I'm going to lose everybody. I don't even want to play around. Okay, we're seven minutes in. We can't lose any more content, everybody. So uh, I'll just give you the um, you know the condensed, shortened version, and you'll get the hint for the most part. She writes me a text and says, I "Just want you to know that my friend saw you yesterday." And I will not even be saying anything to our son. It's typical of you, and it makes me sick. Now, what was she referring to? Well, as I told everybody on my last podcast, I had an event that I had to take my youngest guy, Mickey, to. Now, just so everybody understands this event, and I don't want to give away what the event was, because for those of you who, uh, God forgive me for saying this and forgive me, if you have tried (laughs) this in the past, because it it wouldn't be the most irrational, irregular, and nonsensical thing to do, but for those of you who might have investigated and tried to find out where Mr. Joe lives, or who Mr. Joe is, um, where he records from, and, you know, ultimately where my neighborhood is, I'm going to refrain from telling you where the show was and what the show was, because it's probably... um, You know, pretty easy to figure out where I am based on that show. So I'm not going to tell anybody where I was. uh, But let's put it this way. It was extremely enjoyable. I did not think that my little guy was going to sit through it. As a matter of fact, he didn't move a muscle the entire time. And keep in mind, this is probably the most important part of all, is that this particular show was actually going down in another state about a month ago. And I had asked my children, my older ones, if they would like to also be a part of this show. And they said no. And I asked them again. And they said no. And I asked them again. And they said no. And they were very honest with me because I had, at one time, succumbed to my ex wife's criticism and horrible words in which she badmouthed me because one of her friends, a previous time, saw me at a wrestling event with my wife and she was pissed off that I didn't invite my kids to that either. Meanwhile, I wasn't with my kids that particular weekend. It probably was a weekend in which my ex-wife denied me seeing them for some reason. So I got into my car and I went to a wrestling event and because I felt so crappy based on what my wife had said, um, you know, I felt like You know, maybe I did do the wrong thing. Maybe I should have invited my children to, uh, you know, a wrestling event. So I bought tickets for them and reluctantly they went, (laughs) they wanted no part of it and they hated everything about it. My little 20 month old loves wrestling, but my older kids do not. So when I invited them to this show about a month ago, not wrestling, but the show that I went to yesterday, their response to me after asking them on three separate occasions was dad. Save your money because we're not interested the same way we weren't interested in wrestling. So I knew I didn't have my guys this past weekend. I ended up getting tickets for the show. And that witch texts me the minute I walk in the house and you're a piece of garbage. I'm so sick of the way you treat our children. You don't include them in anything. And of course, you know, as hard as it is, guys... For me to not respond, I I, I can't help it. I can't help it because there's just so many damn things that I want to say to this woman. And then I automatically find myself engaging in this argumentative text conversation with somebody who is really just trying to get under my skin. So my thought process immediately was this. This sicko must have sick friends also because she's still so obsessed with me and my whereabouts and what I'm doing when I'm not with my children that is just mind-boggling and clearly her friends are on the hunt for me as well I mean there was about 30,000 people where I was yesterday I don't know how the heck they found me I really don't and regardless guys I did not have my children this weekend I am allowed to do things with my youngest son and my wife. That is not out of the question. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I had to text her back was the fact that, how dare you question me about what I'm doing when I'm not with our children? I don't owe you any explanation. I mean, what do you want me to do? Sit in my home because I'm not allowed out? Because I don't have my kids with me? I mean, so I couldn't help but bring up this, I said, you know, at least I don't go to a beach with my wife and see my kids there with you and ignore them and not even go over to them. Because yes, that's a true story. There was one particular time in which I had my wife, my little guy, my older daughter and my older son. And of course, my sister and my niece and my nephew. And lo and behold, there she is, flying in on her broomstick she landed right on the sand her boyfriend was sitting on the back of the broomstick with her and there they were didn't know that we saw them drinking like fishes and she caught a glimpse of my son uh, my older son and she didn't walk over she wouldn't even say hello to him and he caught her and then finally had to text her and had to ask his own mother if it was all right, if he approached her and said hello to her. Now I never said anything about this, I never brought it up, never used it against her because I'm just not that type of person. It made me sick inside, it made me just as sick as the fact that she's only been to probably out of 500 sports games that my son has played in, she's probably been to maybe three or four in her entire life, I mean it makes me sick to my stomach. It made me sick what went on in the beach, but I'm not that type of guy when it comes to my children. They will learn on their own who is who and who cares about them. And I'm not saying my ex-wife doesn't care about them, but who the parent is that they can trust, confide in, who will treat them the right way. And I don't have to put my ex-wife down and bring things up to my children in order to prove that kind of a point. I'm just not that type of a person. I allow things to unravel the way that they do and let actions speak for themselves. And one day, my children will understand that their mother is a witch. They'll always love her, but I believe in my heart that they are already figuring out you know, who the more competent, and a supportive parent is within our relationships, in terms of our children. And if you simply want to look at it from this perspective, listen, nor me or my wife currently have ever, in our lifetime, called our daughter, or her stepdaughter, the C word, okay? And you guys know what word that is, okay? You know the C word. And that's what my ex-wife calls my daughter on a pretty consistent basis. It's disgusting. And, um, you know, that's unacceptable to me. And when that does happen, I call her out on it. And I have no choice but to do so. But again, for the most part, I don't get involved with my ex-wife's actions. They are what they are. My children will figure them out. But... It's almost like my ex-wife had x-ray vision into my stressed f- stressed out mind yesterday it said, what could I do to add to this man's misery? And <clears throat> from that point on, excuse me, one text after another started coming in. And again, I'm not going to bore you guys with the content of those texts uh, specifically, but I will say this, 70% of them, of course, were speaking about my wife, calling her names, <clears throat> and um, insulting her, insulting me. And ultimately the end result was my children are not coming there this weekend. (laughs) Once again, pulling my children away from me. And I swear guys, God help this woman. God help her because I got to tell you, boss for is now. I'd like to apologize for any sounds <laughs> that you guys might have heard. Um, don't know if you heard anything, but I had my Bluetooth on. I have quite a bit of um, calls going on because I'm getting ready to go to an event. Uh, truthfully, I don't even remember where I was at, uh, and I'm afraid to go back and listen and do anything other than putting you guys on pause because I don't want to lose this content. Um, So, I mean, based on having no idea where we left off, I would only imagine that we were speaking about my ex-wife and what a piece of garbage she is. (laughs) I mean, that's really what it comes down to and how she knew exactly what buttons to push and, you know, she started bad-mouthing my current wife and putting her down and, oh, and of course, denying my children from coming here and I believe this is where we left off. God help this woman. If she denies me from seeing my children. Now, now, it could get nasty because I am supposed to pick them up Friday. And I'm going to go there. And if she doesn't let them in my car, I you know, and, and this is the thing, guys. I don't want it to turn into something like this. I've been down that road before where, you know, we fought in front of them and acted like animals. And I don't want them in the middle of having to make a decision where their father is saying, get in the car, and their mother is saying, no, you're not going anywhere. So, unfortunately, what's going to have to happen, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, uh, I, ha- I have to take her back to court. I, because of all this, my wife actually, she ripped out the old divorce decree because we're just so tired of this woman's nonsense. Just to see... Just to see... What the ramifications or consequences really would be should my ex-wife um, deter from any of the agreed points that we have. And I got to tell you, they're not good. They're not good at all. If I have to get a lawyer, yeah, I'll have to pay out of pocket, but she would have to reimburse me for every, every dime that I spend amongst other things. I mean, you know, she risks the, the potential possibility of losing complete custody of her children you know I mean she really does Uh, it's it's like it's like the woman I mean listen I am not responsible for um, paying for anything that does not fall under the category of child support or medical expenses or sports or anything like that I have to pay for all that stuff and whatever I don't pay for is included in the child support however My ex-wife knows that there are certain things that are included in that child support, but yet she will still ask me. I've talked about how she's made up fake receipts. So, of course, what does she do? My older guy, Junior, has a very special trip that he's got to go on. Cost $125. I'm not responsible for that, but a man who has a good heart says to himself, man, that's a lot of money to shell out. Whether it's in your child support or not, I would love to help. So, but the problem is before I even have that opportunity, she writes to me and says, by the way, your son's not going on his trip unless you pay your 66% of this, even though she knows it's not my responsibility to pay for it. She knows she's aware. And when I say fine, (laughs) I was going to pay for it anyway. And then I mail her out a check. It's almost like the witch knows that she got what she needed out of me, and uh, you know she starts the fights. And ultimately, what do I care? In the in the end, it's all for my children. That's what it truly matters. It bothers my wife more so because she knows that it takes the financial struggles away from my ex-wife which she's not being a mean person and doesn't want to take those struggles away she just wants the woman to one stop talking about her and two to appreciate the kindness that i offer to my ex-wife and she just is entitled feels entitled and you know doesn't care she really doesn't care and i have to tell you guys i believe my ex-wife absolutely suffers from a mental illness. Which one it is, I don't know. You know, I forwarded my text messages to my friends last night, or or her text messages to me. And, you know, one of the first things one of my buddies says was, What is this woman's mental illness, really? Is it hist- histrionic? Is it um is it um my goodness, was another personality disorder. I forget what what else we came up with. I probably reviewed it once or twice here on our podcast episodes but you know something's definitely definitely wrong with her and um, honestly she never got along with my mother and the truth is probably because they're so similar and so sick in their heads that you know they um, they were at each other's throats all the time listen my mother is obviously not an easy person to deal with And to speak of my mother, it actually made me really sad today because my father has been so concerned about the heat and and my mother as well, Um, you know, wanted to know what went on and constantly calling and checking in. And when I called to speak with my dad earlier today, just to fill him in and give him the good news about what happened when she answered and told me that he wasn't home, she, you know, I know my mother well enough. Instead of saying, your father went to the store, which she ultimately did say, she said, your father went to the li... And the, the, the li, that l l l sound is liquor, the liquor store. But instead, she stopped herself and said said he went to the store because, you know, she didn't want to expose the fact that she's getting bombed at, in the afternoon. And I know that already. I get it. I know it, but you know what? I don't allow that any longer to stress me out. I really don't. I don't put my mother into the category of unnecessary stress. And, and the reason why guys is because we sort of have this agreement that she's come to terms with that if she misbehaves and acts like my ex wife, well, then I'm going to ignore her and I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to her for a little while until she gets her act together. Now, my ex-wife, unfortunately, I can't have that relationship with her because I do have to communicate with her to some extent about our children. And, you know, it, it makes it difficult because she is my ex-wife and because we do have to be on the same page when it comes to our children's health, when it comes to their education. And, um, you know, the unfortunate thing is, I mean, even today, you know, I knew they were going to a doctor for a checkup with her. And after all those arguments or those vicious texts, I had to be the bigger man and make sure that I texted her without fighting today and let her know to use our new insurance or the kid's new insurance. Because even though I sent it to the dummy 500 times, last week she used it for, um, she didn't use the proper insurance. I mean, the woman is out of her minds. She's out to lunch, guys. I mean, it's just Unbelievable. So unfortunately, she falls into the category of unnecessary stress because the unfortunate fact is I allow her to get to me and it's unnecessary. And she causes an unnecessary amount of aggravation and agitation and stress. I mean, she really almost ruined my entire night and I think because of the way that she acted. it. made even more of an impact on my behavior while I was waiting for that electrician because I couldn't help but think of all the things that I wanted to say and all the put-downs that she put into play about myself and my wife and ultimately then making sure nice and early in the week she threatens me with the most important thing in my life, which is my children. Simple as that. And when I feel like I'm not going to see my children, it hurts. And that's all that she really um, sets out to do is hurt people. It's really all she cares about. The unfortunate truth is that's all she cares about is hurting me, hurting my wife. And I just can't for the life of me understand this marriage has been over for ultimately 10 years. We've been divorced for God only knows how many years. I've been living with my wife for six years now. I don't know when or how a person gets over another person or just decides to remove themselves from another person's business. But isn't this what a divorce is? separation, living your own lives. I mean, I did it all over again because I love somebody. She doesn't want to get married again. She doesn't want to have children again. That, that's fine. Uh, you know, it's her life. She does what she wants. I don't care. I built additions to my family. I created another child. and I'm going to create, I already created two children with another woman. And now I have four beautiful children. I have three and I'll have a fourth And they're all brothers and sisters, as far as I'm concerned. And they need each other and they rely on one another and they love each other and they love seeing each other. And that witch wackadoo of a woman, ultimately, who does she hurt? She ends up hurting the children each and every time. And she doesn't care, as long as she hurts me, she will hurt anybody in her path, including her children, just so she could hurt me as well. That's a God's honest truth. So in terms of bipolar and reporting on, uh, let's put it this way, medical conditions or giving you guys some informative feedback on today's podcast, I don't have a whole lot in terms of um, mental health. I apologize for that. So this is not necessarily an educational podcast, so to speak. It's more about the things that have transpired in Mr. Joe's life over the past 24 hours and how unnecessary stress really does a lot of damage to a person with bipolar disorder stress alone is enough to send the person over the edge but when you add in unnecessary stress stress that just shouldn't be there it's it's even worse It's even worse but ultimately at the end of the night I had some good news heat on in my home everything's fine my house is not gonna blow up the electrics good to go so um, you get good news and a lot of times you have a good day following that good news. So today's been a good day. Mr. Joe is chipper. He's upbeat, he's happy, and I can only pray that the vast majority of you are feeling well, doing well, soldiering on, making sure that you do everything that you can to stay healthy, stay focused, and continue in your recovery. If you are um, addicted to drugs or had an addiction in the past, or if you are struggling right now with your mental health, um, you, you just need to you need to keep moving on. And I, and I know it's easier said than done, but we get through it, somehow we get through it. Deep dark depression, Mr. Joe, who was miserable and thought my life would never continue. To be honest, I didn't know if I wanted to continue my life about a week ago. And then here we are, Mr. Joe's happy today, but again, I guess that's what it is to live with bipolar disorder. And there's really nothing that any of us can do about it. I mean, it's it's really, it comes down to one thing, guys. And that is the simple fact that no matter how much we're medicated, no matter how much therapy we put into place, the bipolar disorder is never going to go away. But at the same token, we're never going to go away from each other. We're always going to have each other, and that's, that's the most important part, and that is what will get us through. If you are living with a mental illness right now and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, illness or a drug addiction, I ask that you continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to fight, continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. I will see you guys again tomorrow. Everybody have a great day.